Mark My Words shares Mark Homer's contrarian views on investing, business, finance, economics, and all things money. Mark interviews the world's most successful business, finance, and money experts, as well as imparting his knowledge in a factual, direct, and no-nonsense manner. Welcome to Mark My Words, and here is your host, Mark Homer. Hello and welcome. I'm going to reflect on a series of news articles today. So here is the first one. Our friend Nigel Farage, uh, ex-NatWest boss, Alison Rose loses out on £7.6 million after Nigel Farage row. Well, well, I do think that anybody d- that decides to go up against uh, Nigel Farage is usually pretty foolish. Um, she gave away uh, private information relating to his banking arrangements to a BBC journalist, and now she's paid the price. He's pretty relentless, he doesn't stop. Um, Apparently she was in line for about 10 million, and um, as Nigel says, um, she'll still walk away with about two and a half million pounds, so don't feel too sorry for her. What this is really about, though, is how some banks have been debanking people because of their political views. I thought it was very interesting reading the results of the subject access request that Farage put in uh, to NatWest, uh, where they call him a grifter and they call him, uh, they, they say he's taken money from Russia and all sorts of things which are unfounded and unproven. Uh, but what was even more interesting um, was when they put a second subject access request in to um, see what emails have been sent within that West in response to the first subject access request. Uh, and they just carried on. They carried on calling him all sorts of names and saying he was, you know, this sort of person and, um, you know, how they, they didn't like his political views. So um, I think they need to be more careful. Um, and um, it just shows the level of naivety in some of these institutions. It's quite staggering. Okay, so on to the next topic. Um, Savills is declaring that the UK housing market is past peak pain. Uh, I think they're probably right. Um, to get a deal done around here, houses have probably dropped 15 to 20%. They're all saying that um, you know houses have dropped 4 or 5%. I, I think it's nonsense. Um, but they think that next year, properties will continue to fall by about 3 or 4% uh, in 2024. Um, I think they'll carry on falling. Um, maybe you've, maybe you have got another sort of five, maybe ten percent. Um, and in 2025, they expect them to start growing again. Uh, which you know that does seem to be the consensus. Obviously, they make predictions around the Bank of England base rate. I think all they're doing really is di- repeating what the markets believe um, the implied um, base rate will be. There's a, an implied rate which you can get on a graph. It's of, often in the FT, uh, and you can get it with the MPC, the Monetary Policy Committee report. Every quarter, the Bank of England releases a report when they decide um, what the base rate's going to be. And in there, you'll see a graph, and that graph is basically all the, the best minds in London, You know what their betting interest rates are going to be. Um, over the next something like two or three years. So for me, that's where I take my information from because I think that's the best guess and I think that's what Savills have done. Uh, And they're saying that they expect Bank of England to start cutting interest rates in the second half of 2024, reducing uh, base rate from 5.25 to 4.75. And 
uh, they expect, this is the most interesting part, they expect base rate to fall to 1.75% in 2027. Uh, and I think that's probably about right. Um, you know, the IMF believe our natural rate of interest in the UK is 1%. Once this uh, bout of inflation has been dealt with, obviously there was Ukraine, there was supply, chains were shut and, and that little... Uh, you know, that little thing called quantitative easing where, where the bank printed billions and billions of pounds, um, probably at the wrong time when the um, supply chains were shut down and, and actually it wasn't an issue of, of demand. It, it was The issue was that, that supply got curtailed. So I think this is a, in some ways a, an issue of, of the bank's making. The fact inflation's got up to 10% roughly. Obviously, it's dropping back a bit now. But that doesn't change the sort of natural rate of interest long term. I think Savills call it, um, they've got a, a different name for it, uh, which I'll, I'll get in, in, in a second. Um, but that natural rate of interest is, is quite different from what it was in 06, 07. We've got an ageing population, they're older, they spend less than younger people. And in addition to that, globalisation. You know, I know globalisation is supposed to be reducing and we're supposed to be onshoring and bring a lot of the production back into the UK but um, you know that's only some of it and, and I think um, you know we're still in a net net you know much greater uh, globalization period than we were say 20 years ago so natural rate of interest they think base is going to go back to 1.75 percent by 2027 uh, most of the indicators show that. So it's quite interesting. If you're thinking about getting variable rates, mortgage variable mortgage rates, I love doing as longer term mortgage as possible. I love a base rate tracker. You know, we took a few out, I think at 2.6, 2.7 over base. I like that because I expect base to come back down again. Um, I think this is a, sh you know, short to medium term issue. Clearly, it can be painful for some people getting to that point. But um, yeah, I think in the medium to long term, I think you win with a a variable rate um, depending on what fixed rate you're getting offered. Um, yeah, so Lucy and Cook from Savills says the interest rates are expected to have peaked and the worst of house price falls look uh, to be behind us but the first cut in rate still looks to be some way off um, and this means continued affordability pressures are likely to result in further modest house price falls over the first half of 24 resulting in peak to, to trough House price fall in the order of 10%. Well, I think it's going to be at least 20 um, because it already, already is to get a deal done 15 to 20%. So I, these average numbers, I never really sort of buy into them. It's very much interesting, more interesting sort of being at the cold face, bidding on stuff. Uh, we expect growth to accelerate as affordability pressures ease with the strongest growth forecast for 2027 when rates reach their long-term neutral level. So they call it their long-term neutral level, where rates are no longer restrictive, um, which is what they are at the moment. Okay, so that's, that's quite interesting. Uh, and they expect London to suffer the biggest house price falls. Um, well, you know, they had the biggest growth, didn't they? Um, and they're coming off the highest base. So, you know, the southeast will probably fall more than other areas because other areas are a better value. Uh, and um, at a lower sort of multiple of incomes. Uh, nothing like China, though. I understand, um, let's say, average um, house, house price to incomes in this country, maybe they're eight, nine, ten times, something like that. In China, they're 30-something. Um, so, um, 
quite an interesting statistic for you. I suspect they've got a long way to come down. President, President Xi has got um, some time before all those uh, property companies are, um, have got stock uh, at levels of, you know, the, the, that have sort of reacted to fair value and, um, and they, they've seen the back of all this. Um, so agreed sales improved towards 2019 levels. At right move saying that sales are, are moving back up again. Average asking prices are only 3% below the peak. That might be true. Um, and agreed sales are 10% below 2019 levels. Okay, maybe the average um, statistics show that. I know Savills are saying that, but you have to take what right move say with a pinch of salt. Uh, these are asking prices. Uh, right move in some way, they're sort of head of the estate agents. Do we believe what estate agents tell us about house prices? I don't usually. I take it with a big, um, a big uh, sack of salt. Um, so, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. This is maybe something to be um, looked at, but I tend to, to much prefer getting house price data from Halifax and Nationwide because they're actually completed sales. Um, all right, they're further down the pipeline. Right moves, you know, at, at the front, so you might get earlier data from Right Move. But um, Halifax is saying prices are down 3.4% in 12 months. Uh, that's the latest survey, and that house prices actually rose over 1% in October. I don't think that's a long-term trend. I think they'll carry on going down. Um, quite interesting. And across the medium term, the financial market's not expecting a decline. Uh, so house prices fall further overall with a return to growth from 2025. So they seem to be singing off the same Savills hymn sheet. Data for uh, first-time buyers, um, prices that first-time buyers are paying is 2.4% less. Um, I don't think they're quite as hard hit, um, perhaps because lots of people are moving down uh, or buying smaller houses because they can't afford the mortgage on larger houses. Uh, and London continues to have the highest house prices in the UK, which of course that would be very likely to be the case. Nationwide are saying 3.3% fall in the year to October, so similar to Halifax. Uh, and they said in September house prices rose by 0.9%, similar story to Halifax. Don't think that's a long-term um, long, uh, trend. Um, and yeah, that is pretty much... Uh, a roundup of what the lenders, right move, Savills. There's a bit of data here from Zoopla, but they're probably just parroting what right move have been saying because they'll have similar, although reduced data. Uh, and that's about it. Okay, so what's next? House sellers slash asking prices as interest rates hit property market latest update. So Savills have made the biggest cut to asking prices in any November over the last five years this month. 15 year higher interest rates weigh on the housing market. Vendors have brought down asking prices by down by 1.7%, uh, which is the biggest price reduction uh, in November since 2017. I think this has been coming for a long time. You know, most of the market uh, has been sitting at asking prices which are too high, don't reflect what something will actually transact for. Uh, and I think some buyers, some sellers, sorry, are being more realistic. Um, numbers from Right Move suggest that those actively looking to sell are uh, having to adjust their price expectation amid high borrowing cost. 
National living wage on track to get the third biggest annual increase after stronger than expected um, annual wage growth. So annual wage growth is about 8% at the moment. Uh, I think it says here, yeah, average weekly earnings growing by 7.8% in the three months to August. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think, you know, annually, probably about 8%. So, it, so it's huge at the moment. Um, the chief exec of HSBC uh, made a speech a couple of weeks ago and he said that wage growth was out of control in this country. Uh, that's clearly why interest rates aren't going down anytime soon. Um, um, and it says here it would be a 10% increase in cash terms, the third largest percentage cash increase in the minimum wage during its 25 year history. So it's now on track to rise to £11.46 pence next year, according to the Resolution Foundation. Um, clearly, this is driving inflation. If you get um, wage growth, it then feeds into um, prices, prices at the supermarket, prices, you know, the prices of everything. Um, you know, it probably starts with wages and, and interest rates. Um, so interest rates are going to stay higher to sort of reduce this wage inflation to keep to get inflation under control generally. Um, so, yeah, Jeremy Hunt pledged that whenever the Low Pay Commission's recommendations for the living wage, uh, whatever they say next year, is the government, um, the government will increase it next year to at least eleven pounds an hour. So, they will drive even more inflation uh, with these wage increases. But clearly, lots of people need that, want that. Um, so. Low-paid families with children in receipt, of in receipt of benefits will have experienced next to no or even negative income growth over this period, despite their hourly pay rising by 27% in real terms. Okay, so on to the next one. Savers could benefit more from more competitive interest rates as Jeremy Hunt plans an ISA shake-up. This should be quite good. Um, I think he's saying that at the moment you can only open and put money into one of each type of ISA each year. So somebody can open and put money into a cash ISA uh, and a stocks and shares ISA in the same year, um, provided it's within the £20,000 annual allowance, but they can't contribute to more than one cash ISA in that year. Um, so um, that's probably not great is it so it probably makes things a little bit easier maybe for monthly savings and that sort of stuff it'll mean more savers can easily put their money into higher paying ISAs during the tax year um, AJ Bell think the rule preventing ISA savers subscribing to more than one version of each type of ISA never made much sense I didn't think it did either ditching this rule removes one of the key blockers to more fundamental re reform I think they're also planning to uh, introduce some other ISA changes as well, which might be quite good. Um, we haven't seen too much on those, but the autumn statement is on the 22nd of November. So hopefully he'll be specific and not just come out with a load of generic platitudes. Uh, UK economy flatlines at high, higher interest rates by, I mean, this is to be expected. I think we expect it to be in recession now and we're not. Uh, the papers won't talk about that good news story though. Um, economy failed to grow between July and September. Higher interest rates are hitting growth, but added the economy has performed better than expected. Forecasters suggest the economy is set to be stagnant for a few months yet. 
uh, and probably see zero growth until 2025. Probably true. Um, interest rates will come down, um, at which point hopefully we'll return to sort of two or three percent growth. Um, I think what they need to do though is reduce corporate taxes, reduce corporation tax, reduce business taxes, business rates, all those things that put people off setting up uh, and sustaining and growing businesses uh, because that is where the growth comes from. Uh, Liz Truss had some very good ideas um, even though she was uh, sort of exited quite quickly. I think the blob got hold of her and, and, and maybe she didn't deliver the stuff properly and it was too quick but um, you know they are going to need to do some of this. So far Rishi has done absolutely nothing uh, in terms of uh, promoting growth. I know he says he's trying to control inflation and yes that is the priority at the moment but I think in the medium term they need to be thinking about this because um, this is not right. Um, at the moment we've got anemic growth, we've got really bad productivity growth if at all um, and that doesn't help anybody, that doesn't help uh, younger people, it doesn't help for long-term wage growth, it doesn't help make each individual in this country richer. Um, it's the only way to get the country properly growing is to get businesses growing and to get people starting them and growing them. Uh, removing, you know, reducing the lifetime allowance um, on entrepreneurs relief, replacing it with bad R, um, increasing corporation tax from 19 to 25, um, putting business rates up, dreaming up all sorts of other sort of duty on, you know, red diesel that plant and plants using on construction sites, reducing sort of pension thresholds, all this sort of stuff, it, it just puts people off investing, puts people off uh, growing businesses and reduces the growth. What do they want? Um, yeah, so we've got GDP growth, um, which was huge in the second quarter of 2021 at 7.3%. But of course, that was because the economy has, had been shut almost uh, in the previous quarter and it had reduced. So yeah, I think actually through 2023, we've had a 0.3%, a 0.2% and a naught. So I don't know what we're going to grow by, maybe half a percent, something like that this year, should be two to 3%. Um, so I think that rounds up my news review and comment. Thank you for listening. That has been Mark Homer for Mark My Words. Mm -hmm.